0: I just de- I decided I needed a big ass soda today because I felt like I was dragging. I got it in my skull mug.
1: Oh, that's sick, dude! Hell yeah! We should all be drinking f- out of skulls.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't drink a lot of soda, but there are certain days that like I just feel a little laggy. I'm just like, all right, I need a little sugar and caffeine and everything, you know, to pep me up a little bit.
1: I have a I I must confess I have a terrible habit of uh, buying the 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 asda, which is basically our Walmart is yeah. they have a deal on where you can get like a box or a crate of like twenty four Coke zeros uh and if you you can get like three you can like mix and match what you want, but you can get these like twenty four can packs. I've just got this awful habit of buying this deal because it's such good value. You get what is it, yeah. like seven, seventy-two cans for like ten quid. Some some
0: would say I, not a great value for your body.
1: No, no, I'm not not when I drink like two to three of them a, a day. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> thankfully there. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, down the line, there's probably going to be some sort of like mass exposé on zero drinks, but. You know, for the time being, it allows me to drink three cokes a day and not gain any weight. <laughs>
0: hey, there you, there you go. That's yeah. why not, why, 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 I don't even know where we've been doing random starting points. I don't know if I want yeah. soda, soda talk to be our start starting point. Who the fuck knows? I I, I, I don't know. I kind I kind of like these cold opens.
1: Okay, you know, as, D- as they as they call them in in the biz, I guess
0: <laughs> it, it would be cool if I, if I could start editing the editing it to where there is a cold open and then the intro plays, but I feel like we yeah. have to have a really good zinger, which, yeah, which sometimes those don't happen until much later in the episode. So I don't, so, so because yeah, pl- of that, play it by ear. Some, sometimes yeah. do them. Sometimes don't. Yeah. You know what? There's no rules. So, you know, I didn't yeah. get into podcasting for rules. <laughs> um, <laughs> he so- fucking left the band! <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Cranked and Ranked. No. We're back to crank and rank more shit. Uh, the, this is the podcast slash YouTube show where we, uh, we do that. We take band discographies and we rank them to what we think are their least strongest to their strongest. Or, you know, depending on the band. Um, and we do other things too, but you know, we're, we're, uh, we've got, uh, today and, and one more actual artist ranking to go before the end of the year. Yeah, uh, but, uh, it's cool because the, today we have, you know, a, a, a unique artist that's lesser known. And then the next time you see us do uh, an artist, it will be one of the biggest, uh, Bands. One of the Every. most known. <laughs> yeah, one of the most known. Um, I, 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 as always, hello. I am Old Head. With me, Eddie Sparks. That's me. I don't know Mario. why I, I said it like that. I had an <laughs> accent, and it—I don't. It's not even a doesn't even come from anywhere in the world. It's just. It's. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> hello, my name is Mustafa El sakari <laughs> and my Kickstarter project is called "Help Me For My New Computer." I have Jeff. another indieGoGo called I want to buy minecraft but can't afford 26.95 <laughs> <laughs> i'm
0: uh, I'm so horrible at any kind of accent that it's uh it's it's pretty it's pretty ridiculous although although i i randomly did a good like John Lennon at one point, and it it just pops up and then it goes away. (laughs) (laughs) I've done done a few good ones. Apparently I do a pretty good uh, uh, Matt Berry as well sometimes. Um, But, you know, it just depends on the day. It's weird because, like, there are those people that do impressions and they're able to just, like, switch their brain and they know how to do it. But mine, it's like I can't figure it out. And then when I do, I go, oh, my God, I did it! And I try to do it again and then it's gone already. It's just my brain is firing in weird ways, but good thing that's not what our podcast is about. We're not doing impressions, although we do. We've already had a Lars Ulrich today. Um, yeah. So that's, you know... It's going to that, be a
1: deep machine at some point. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Phil is going to chime in with his take and see I've s- in every fucking band...
0: This man, he, he is like the man of a thousand Hero voices. needle
1: in my goddamn dick.
0: <laughs> the man of a thousand voices along with being the Madonna of podcasting. That is uh, Eddie Parks. Um, anyway, I'll try to include that part earlier so people know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but uh, that might not be... I don't even think that was when we were rolling in the podcast world. So you guys missed out. Anyway, yeah. hi. We are going to do... Um, this is an interesting one because we're going to be ranking essentially two bands yeah but they're kind of the same band just in a different i don't know, fuck i don't know they they changed their name um yeah but they at the time they didn't change members i don't think at that point when the name was changed but they've changed members well they did throughout their career which started in the 80s and ended up kind of fizzling out in the mid 90s uh so the, the two bands are ludocrust and scatterbrain and uh the the, the they were known as ludocrust in the 80s and then by 1990 they changed their name to scatterbrain um and uh they're a fascinating band because they are a testament to how more adventurous music was in the eighties and nineties and how much more adventurous major labels were in the nineties because they ended up getting signed to a major and that shit. Not only do you not hear music like this really anymore. um, Most, I mean, there's, there's a few artists that I think pop up here and there that do things um, that are a little uh, out of left field and, and don't really play by any sort of rules. Um, but I, I guarantee you those uh, those aren't getting major label deals these days. <laughs> no, I,
1: I, I think the shame of it is, like nowadays, is that I, th- I feel like there's so much focus now on being like a serious artist, because if it's not serious it doesn't have any you know artistic merit because it's fucking comedy and it's like no fuck that right that you know you can have songs with funny lyrics yeah and still write really good songs you know it's just yeah i i would like to see i mean i'm sure there's plenty of bands like scatterbrain out there doing it today but the problem is is that they're not getting that they're not being pushed there's so many bands now where like it's almost like you never see them crack a smile, and it's like, come on, oh, I want to yeah. see some teeth every now and again. Or, you know? or, or they,
0: or they do, <laughs> they do tend to get too wrapped up in what genre or subgenre they belong in.
1: Yeah. And,
0: um, yeah. Th- you know, it's funny. And I'm gonna bring this up just because I, just because this is re- a recent thing in my brain, but a very, it's a, it's a same kind of thing, but they're not. I wouldn't call them a funny band. Um, I just got introduced to a band from Germany who are called slope and yeah when I first saw them pop up I kept seeing them being compared to like turnstile and bands like that and I'm like well I like turnstile and I like some of that the the hardcore stuff where they're where they're leaning into alternative a little bit more um and yeah. I enjoy that but when I went to go listen to them I'm like there's like 5% turnstile in this music because what it actually (laughs) reminds me of is art of rebellion era, suicidal tendencies where they were just right. They were just writing whatever fucking kind of songs they wanted to write. They didn't, they didn't really fit in anywhere. And there's another band from Germany that's called freaky fucking weirdos that are kind of like funk metal. And these guys are doing this stuff where you know I've heard you know, they have a they have a previous album out and and it's 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 good. It's a little more on the hardcore side, but it it still has the elements that I like. But this newer one that's yet to come out, I think there's three songs out now, all sound totally different. There's a little bit of funk metal in there. There's some rap metal in there. There's shit where I'm just go. I don't know where this fits in, but I love it and it just brings me back to these bands that were doing that shit in the early nineties. And like, yeah, nobody was, cause you see a lot of the comments are like, all oh, this fucking sucks. I'm going to listen to turnstile. I'm like, well, why, why are you comparing these bands? I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, but even turnstile are or, switching it up with what they're doing too. Mm-hmm. Um, but that I, and I love that that's becoming a thing like, oh, is this a thing where we're finally going to start getting more bands that are just like, we don't really care what we're categorized We have a band name yeah. That's our category The category of the band is Slope Here's the music we are making Because I love Toss that Toss the fucking rule book out of the window, dude Yeah, like. that's a that's an easy way to to find your way into my heart Is to be making music that is some sort of combination Where I go, I don't really know what to call that It's got elements of this and elements of this But neither one of them seems to fit I love that If you, If anybody mm. does that yeah. kind of shit it makes me happy. Anyway, I, I was I just been thinking about them because they they're not quite as off the wall as uh, as Scatterbrain or Ludacrist. But I'm like, well, there, there are bands doing it. There are bands doing um, throwing out the rule book, so to speak. Um, yeah, and I, I love that. So anyway, so um, I guess let's get to the to the task at hand. Yeah. Which is, so yeah. we're going to be ranking all of their output, which is two albums under the name Ludichrist, two albums and one EP under the name Scatterbrain. So we're yep. just ranking them all uh, since it's kind of this kind of the same band. And um, we usually start off by talking about where the band came into our life. And f- me, for like many people, there, there are people who are a little older than me and maybe were into the crossover kind of scene in the eighties. And they probably were introduced to them through their first album or two, but I was introduced to them through seeing the don't call me dude video on headbangers ball in Mm -hmm. 1990 or 91. I don't remember what, what year that video it was. The the album was 1990. So I don't know. I don't know exactly when I saw it, but it was early nineties whenever they played it on an episode of headbangers ball that I watched. Um, and uh, honestly, I they weren't a band I listened to back then. It hmm. was be, I think it was probably because that song to me wasn't a good indication of the actual quality of the output of like a of their albums <laughs> and everything. Because I was just like, oh, that's a fun song, but you know, I was like, that doesn't make me want to go buy an album. Um, and so years and years later was when I finally heard. All of the Here Comes Trouble album. That's Mm. when I was just like, "Holy shit, this is awesome!" And honestly, don't call me (laughs) dude. Probably my least favorite song on the whole album, but it's like, oh, for real. And yeah, but it's but it's great. And so Mm. I was just so I I very quickly got on board with them, and then learning that they were used, they were called Ludacris. I was like, oh, I've heard that name as well. And so boom, I became you know a very big fan of theirs. As you can see in the video behind me, I have all four of their albums uh on vinyl and um and uh i love all four of them this is going to be an interesting ranking because it's going to be one of those things where um really there's only uh, a little bit of criticism that i have uh the rest of it is this to be me talking about how much i love and enjoy the stuff they did um so for you you said that you first heard uh scatterbrain on beavis and butthead
1: yeah, yeah, that was that was me just, you know, watching a shitload of the music video clips of them reacting to music videos on YouTube. Because as far as I know now, if you if you buy the box set of Beavis and Butthead, those aren't on there due to licensing. Yeah. So yeah, you the could, only There way are to- people
0: there are people that have leaked them online for like VHS copies or whatever. Yeah, um, with the music videos. But it's funny that That's you said. The, it's funny that you said. React like Beavis and ButtHead were the original reaction videos. <laughs> they really were. They really were. Because it's it's you know, and
1: I'll be honest, they're better than most reaction channels too. Because, like, Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, I don't need a guy, fucking soy facing and eating a bag of McCoys while he watches a music video to tell me, whoa. You know. Yeah. Just. You know, unless you're gonna like add something and say something, you know, I'm just <laughs> whenever, gonna stick with Beavis and Butthead. You know,
0: whenever I do reactions, that's why I've started just reacting to stuff that I'm excited about that I have something to say. Because I, uh, the rest of it is just me. I, I don't feel like I'm bringing anything to the table. But people love reaction videos. But I think people want to see people excited about music they love.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And so I I see the appeal, don't get me wrong, but I I definitely feel like there's a way to do it that you do it really well. I like how you do it because you stop, you know, you give your two cents and whatnot. But so many of these people, they'll just like play it through and just be like,
0: wow. Wow! <laughs> wow! You, and it's like it just adds something to it. Come on, this you, is barely even you, fair use at that point. You did, you did give me a, a good idea though, because I'm always like, it's so boring when I, because I stop, I, I, I don't want to interrupt songs because I feel like oh, I'm just going to listen to it and then I'll talk about it. But I'm like, I feel like it's so boring just listen because I don't do, I'm not animated and stuff because I'm usually just like, yeah, okay. Um, and so I'm like, oh man, maybe I should just like eat lunch while <laughs> while i'm doing it um, yeah because that way it's like it's you know restoring know. a classic car while you're doing you're reacting I, to it i could i could i could somehow get some kind of food to try for the first time so it's a double reaction it's reacting to a song and reacting to a new <laughs> food at the same time yeah and, uh, that i just i think i'm gonna do that next time um, yeah anyway <laughs> So yeah, so so with Beavis and Butthead, you you got into to them. Um, did you did you quickly find Ludacris, or that was that a little later?
1: That was that was way later.
0: I actually you know had no idea
1: about Ludacris. It was it wasn't actually until I mentioned Scatterbrain to you that I realized Ludacris was a thing. I just thought oh. I just thought Scatterbrain was this like crazy funk metal band that appeared in the early nineties. I didn't realize they had the you know crossover thrash background with the first two albums yeah. so i mean you know i i've i've known those albums for at least a couple years but mm-hmm. you know i I've, I've heard the scatterbrain stuff a lot more so this this has been a good excuse for me to really dig into those first two ludicrous albums so
0: absolutely the one thing i can say for the you know if you're in the podcast world i apologize but the their cover art game was on point
1: Oh, like, it, uh, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like killer. Every single cover. I mean, they start off with an Ed Repka painting that looks nothing like anything else Ed Repka really did. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and, uh, and then I think this the Scatterbrain one is the, the artist that did Appetite for Destruction, the inside painting with the weird creature really? and stuff. It's the same artist that did the Here Comes Trouble album cover. Yeah. Um, and I think the other two are done by n- notable people as well. I just don't, uh, don't know right offhand. Maybe somebody else knows. But um, <laughs> we're not ranking album covers, um, but we are <laughs> going to rank the output of uh, Ludichrist slash Scatterbrain, which is, like I said, five releases. And um, this is one of the only times I can remember where I didn't write any notes. Wow and, okay and it's, and it's only because a lot of times the way that I do my rankings is I'll be at my desk with earbuds in or whatever and listening to stuff and writing stuff down whereas these I just went through and I and I was just sitting having a beer and listening to all four albums on my on my stereo um, yeah. So it was more of like a feeling it out and I go, oh yeah, I, th- I don't think I need to write anything down. I think I've just you know I can sum it up. Um, that the how I feel. And so I apologize if this is just, you know, if I go off the rails or <laughs> or, or say um as many times as Lars Ulrich does. um, um I already say it a lot. So let's uh, get started. As usual, I throw it over to Eddie Sparks to start us off with his bottom pick, which would be the number five. Um, I'm, okay. I'm 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 interested to see how we match up or don't match up this time around. So let's uh let's start off. What's your number five release from whatever whichever artist it is, whichever artist <laughs> name it is. The Ludabrain. Well <laughs>
1: uh, Scaticus. Um uh, sc- <laughs> uh, right, so this is in no way. Like, in no way is this any less than great stuff, because I love all five of these releases. Mm-hmm. However, you know, with the evolution that they went on to do, yeah, I had to go with the debut Immaculate Deception by Ludachrist. Okay. And, you know, it's it's absolutely mental thrash with funny yet observational lyrics, uh songs like fire at the firehouse. Most people are dicks, uh, <laughs> blown into the arms of Christ, green eggs and ham genius. And, and the rock box, the rock box oh, yeah. section in green eggs and ham is so fun. Yeah. Like When that kicked in, I was like, Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Um, and that's something they would do a lot more down the line, especially with, uh, down with the ship. Cause they've done three different versions of that song uh but on- honestly, everything I could say about one song on this album I could say about every song on this album it mm-hmm. is just absolutely insane crossover thrash metal with you know absurd but fun and observational lyrics and honestly, if you want rapid in intensity then this this album satisfies but yeah. It's not up to the sophistication and songwriting of their later works that I really got into the band for. So this album for me is like 19 tracks that comes to about a half hour. That's just absolute. It's just a blast of intensity, and there's a great energy to this album. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: you know, especially with the production as well, with with a band whose lyrics are the way they are Mm -hmm. it's it'd be nice to pick out some of it a lot easier (laughs) yeah but you you know if you've got the time and to read the lyrics then do it because it's it's definitely worth it but all in all it it is my least favorite of the five but i would i would definitely still give it like a like a seven or eight out of ten because I just I love this band so much. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, it, it, and it's it's great that the, the just you know hearing their from because that album's 1986, and you think of yeah. 1986, and that's all you know that's Rain and Blood era and Master of Puppets and everything, mm-hmm. um, and then the 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 evolution of what they were doing into the 90s. It's just so fascinating. Now it it there are. There are changes in in band members, and mm-hmm. so that explains some of it a little more because the band that did "Here Comes Trouble" is only two of the same members that are in "Immaculate Deception." Yeah. But, um but yeah, uh, I I'm I do not uh, I'm not that my placing is not the same. Um, okay. my, uh, my number five is the only release here that I have actual critiques about and uh that's the 1993 EP Mundus intellectualis yes uh by scatterbrain, uh, which okay. was the last last thing they put out now um my I think my issue with this is it's all four of their albums kind of, go in a new direction or uh, exploit a particular kind of sound that maybe they didn't do so much in the last one or whatever. It's like there's an evolution. And at this point, not only is there not really an evolution from what they did on Skambuggery, but also they did another version of a song they had already technically done two versions of, which is the least good version of the song, and I, if you ever get to a point in your band where you have to write a song about having to write a hit song, you probably need to pack it in because <laughs> that's the first song on there. And even for something that came out in 93, that is already so tired to be like, let's write a song about having to write a hit song or OK, uh that's not really that's not very unique or interesting and the way that they do it it's not even a very great song to begin with so um (laughs) with this this ep was the is the only thing they do where i don't come back to it and go i forgot about that bit that's awesome it's just me going yeah this is this is what it is yeah it just seems less funny less inspired uh, less interesting. There's less chances being taken. It really does seem like, hey, did you like that last thing? Look, we're going to do something kind of similar and we'll revisit an old song again, um, updating it with. So the the way the so it's down with the ship. So, so there's three versions of down with the ship on on yes. Immaculate, Immaculate Deception. It's just pretty much a straightforward song with no interjecting different songs from other people. No. Nah. Yeah on here comes trouble the reason why that one i think works so well then and now was that for the most part they weren't doing contemporary songs it's even in 1990 uh, they're yeah. still doing led zeppelin and and shit like that whereas the 93 one it's literally just like they were what's on mtv all right let's do stone Table pilots let's do nirvana let's do and it doesn't quite have the same charm as the uh the here comes trouble version. So mm. that already kind of kills the ending of that EP. But yeah, this is the only one that I don't listen to very often because I just kind of go they did so much better shit than this. And to me it does sound like a ba- I mean they ended their career right after this came out. Um yeah. w- which is either 93 or 94 because I've seen both dates listed for this. Um but yeah. It just it just mm. really um It's kind of a bummer at the end of their discography of all of their four amazing albums, because this is this is just kind of a, yeah, I can see that they maybe they kind of either take take a break or just end it. Um, And then they they ended up ending it. So it kind of it kind of sounds like they needed to do that. So Hmm. it ends up being my number five. So uh, moving on to your number four. Well, I can jump off
1: of that because my number four is Mundus Intellectualis. And you know, it, I definitely agree with the you know kind of rehashed songs they did, but I still like them. And yeah. the the first time I heard it, and I was like, oh nice, Enter Sandman's in here. And then it was like, oh nice, Plush is in here. You know, yeah, and some you know nice little nods to an era that I'm a big fan of. So yeah. whenever whenever I heard that, I was like, ah, oh, oh yeah, I agree. That song's great. Um, But yeah, you know, I actually really like Write That Hit, but I can definitely see that, you know, around that time it had been done. Yeah. Uh, That being said, it it does get stuck in my head, and I feel like it should have done a bit better than it did, but uh, the one that always pulls me in is Beer Muscles. I fucking love that song. Yeah. Great workout track if you're drinking. Um, (laughs) Yeah. everybody does it great funky track a funny thing see i i particularly enjoy the you know original ones on here a lot more than you know the down with the ship new improved version but you know funny things got some killer riffage going on how could i love you if you won't lie down dead man blues crazy skank beat track honestly i think as well it being an ep it's not got as much material so with an ep you kind of have to really make it count
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so w- with that you know it is my number 4 but i love it i d- i do love it
0: cool um all right man. Yeah, we're we're blowing through this so far uh my number 4 is skambugary from 1991 so um this to me is just really the only thing that puts this at number four, because it's really well done, well produced. It's so much fun. And Mm -hmm. I think the, probably the only thing when I'm going through and listening to their discography and I'm, you know, the only reason I would ever say anything bad about this is having to compare it to the other three albums that they did. And I think that they lean way into the funk metal thing, on skin, yeah, they, defi- they definitely do, but not just that. It's almost like, and maybe this was this was you know on purpose, but it's almost like they start to parody themselves because even the lyrics, there's so much like knick knack paddywhack and kind of stuff all through the lyrics. Yeah. That Peter I like, picked a bag of pickle peppers, <laughs> yeah, a pack of pickle peppers. Peter Pepper picked, <laughs> yeah, it's like what it's like, it, it, it's almost like if somebody was going to like do a parody version of a band that was doing funk metal, these are the lyrics that they would be doing. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so, but what they're doing, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Really. The only thing that I think I miss in Scambuggery is being surprised at the actual songwriting. Because mm. on two of their releases in particular, that'll be higher up. If you're not, if you're paying attention to the actual song and music and there's just so much where I go, holy fuck. Like, it's so crazy that this well written and well performed song has these goofy ass fucking <laughs> lyrics on top yeah. of it. Because <laughs> there are some parts that I go, this is just so fucking cool. Yeah. And it almost makes it cooler because they just sort of sabotage it. They're just like, yeah, yeah. we can do some really fucking cool ass shit. And then here's some <laughs> here's some some weird <laughs> funny ass lyrics. Hey, There's um, a song about having a really stupid head attached to your own head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so with Scamboogery, I really think that they got they got more focused on like the actual style that they were doing, and it was it's more funky and and i like that because you know they yeah. it it makes sense in the in the the story of the band it makes sense that they ended up doing Scamboogery because it is m- much more like funky and fun and stuff um but yeah there's less surprises the other three albums are all albums where every time i listen to them there are things where i just i I've, I've forgotten about somehow because they pack so much into what they're doing. And there's some of that on Skambugery, just not as much. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's great. Like, honestly, I really feel like depending on what you're wanting from this band, like you kind of get these different flavors, you know, because some people will be coming into it wanting some funk metal. Some people will want some crossover. And then people like me i i want some albums where i go where the fuck does this fit (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so yeah yeah, my number four is Scamboogery. cool which is which is fun to say also
1: yeah they've got some they've got great album titles man Mm -hmm. like which you know speaking of my number three is power trip by ludicrist okay and this is a massive step up in songwriting and production. Oh, yeah. Like, like from, from the debut to this one in the span of, what is it, two years? Absolutely incredible. Like, that now, instead of these flurries of absolute chaos, now they're like actual focused, composed tracks that, you know... It, it It's like comparing the first suicidal tendencies album to you know lights camera revolution you know, revolution yeah. yeah like there is both are awesome in their own right but yep there's definitely a lot more focus on power Trip. Man, we
0: gotta we gotta do suicidal at some point we have I'm yeah surpri- i'm surprised we haven't done them we'll dude i there, got folks.
1: thinking i got thinking the other day we haven't done rage against the machine yet like no, nope. there's so many, there's so many bands. Like I remember someone once commented something to the effect of, uh, "So what are you gonna do when you run out of bands?" And it's like, <laughs> do you have any fucking idea how many bands there are? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, like there's the big four, Sabbath and Zeppelin, and that's it. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, I, I think <laughs> I think we end up doing artists that some people are, don't really care that we would talk about. Um, but i think that that makes the other ones more special but i remember uh, the fir-
1: the first time we did one of our one of our like kind of outside of metal episodes what was it dj jazzy jeff oh and yeah. the fresh prince yeah that
0: was that was a good episode it was great but yeah yeah, but, yeah um, I, I, I think people have gotten used to it now. Um, and, you know, and, and in fact, you know, I do get get comments Keep still. the
1: fresh prints off your <laughs> fucking
0: podcast. Ah. Oh, man. Yeah. It's. Oh, I, I still it, love that guy. I'm not isn't lie. It, oh, I, I do too. Isn't it funny how th- things have played out in a way where initially I felt bad for Chris Rock? But now I feel more bad for Will Smith because I just I see kind of what probably drove him there. And I go, yeah, oh, my God, he's got so much going on that he yeah. his life has to be very stressful <laughs> because like because mm. like at this point, it's coming out that not only did he it seems like he has has a marriage that whatever he wants out of that marriage probably isn't fucking what she's giving him. And he's having to like play by her rules. But on top of that, he's into dudes and he can't tell anybody that. And so I'm just like, man, I really feel for him because like, I'm just like, you you are this, you know, male celebrity in the spotlight. And you, you have so, there's so many layers to the shit that you got to deal with in your, in your in your relationship. And so, I don't know. Um, so now I feel, now I feel bad for, for Will Smith. Um, it, I still think that he shouldn't have slapped Chris Rock. Um, but you know, after Chris Rock's last stand-up special, maybe he needs to get slapped more often. Cause it wasn't, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> Old heads dropping bombs on the show today. <laughs> I love Chris Rock. Don't get me wrong. But, that's a, that's a different that's a different episode where we talk about how stand-up comedy for the most part is awful. <laughs> it's just, just filled with awful shit, and it's not even about being funny anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, um, we're, yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm that's that's a different that's a different episode. Where how do we get on that? Oh yeah, doing different kinds of shit. Um, did, where did we? Oh, you were talking about Power Trip, um, the yeah. Album, the album, not the not the band. Rest in peace, Riley Gale. Um, yeah. Where were we? How, how did we get uh, off on that?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. I kind of black out sometimes. I, I wake up here. <laughs> I've just been playing it by ear. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, Power Trip great opening track i love that oh, they, they
0: start they start uh, off not they're not fucking around right nah, out of the nah. gate
1: yeah they, they come in with this absolute killer song awesome track zad kicks things up a notch in intensity stuff to fill graves some cool turns around turnarounds in this tip of my mind damage done yeah uh TBOS uh, begins a trilogy of classical pieces transposed into a most triumphant metal context. Mm-hmm. Um, this Party sucks is an absolute banger. Yeah. Johnny Pump, some nutso riffage going on here. You know, yesterday for you, and so it goes. I mean the well-dressed man in disguise. Um Owo Jima, that manly smell. Sorry. That manly smell. <laughs> Do you have any megadeth? It always it always reminds me of Wayne's World, this, the song that this is, you know, taking the piss out of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always think of that, you have any Megadeth scene? That's always, that always puts a smile on my face. Uh, and One for the Rose, <laughs> a killer closer. Honestly, this is an excellent... It, this is an excellent thrash metal album with a smirking grin g- running through its veins. It's yeah. like, yeah, you know we we can be goofy but we're not fucking around neither um honestly this is like this to me is like the most scarily foreboding album of the lot cuz it's like these guys are some serious fucking musicians dude yeah like, yeah like cuz i know there's a lot of intricate turnarounds on here comes trouble and there's a lot of fun funk metal going on in Scamboogery, and it's all performed incredibly well but there's something about the power trip album that's just like, God damn. Like if I was in a battle of the bands, I'd just walk off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, I'd be like, ah, I can't compete with that shit. That's incredible. But yeah. Yeah. Honestly, mad underrated thrash album. Hence it, my number three, but I I love funk metal a bit too much.
0: Yeah. I I, I agree so much that it is not my number three. My number three is is immaculate deception from 1986. Okay. Um absolutely love this album. It it's perfect because the I mean I I just I I love the beginnings of a band when they sound like they are two steps ahead of themselves rhythmically yeah. and musically. It really seems like you know they've you know when they've got such momentum but they're still leaning forward into the <laughs> into the you know down the down the hill or whatever you know um <laughs> because yeah it really is like really fast and um it's you know it's it's the most sort of like crossoverish you know uh hardcore metallic kind of thing yeah and it's the probably the most really i mean i guess it's the it's the least varied i guess of all their stuff but there's still plenty of you know they they don't just play the same shit over and over again but i think if you're looking for something a little more straightforward and you are into that crossover side of things this is perfect because they it it gives you plenty of that but also it's made very very apparent very quickly that they are not your average band when it comes to the way they approach not just lyrics uh but just the whole thing like you know even down to the album cover it's just like what the what the fuck is going on yeah <laughs> <laughs> um
1: that's the it, that's the best way to describe this band is what the fuck is yeah. happening here you know
0: <laughs> and and it honestly like you know in 1986 it it's just so it's fascinating to me the a band like this coming out of the that scene because you know they clearly were you know buds with a lot of the thrash and crossover. I mean they got fucking John Connolly from uh Nuclear Assault on Power Trip. He does, uh, yeah, he does uh, guest vocals on one of the songs. But um it, it's just I really th- this is the kind of band that it really bums me out that they're not huge because. I want somebody to make a documentary because I want to know yeah. like that version of the band in 1986. Like, cause if you look at their timeline, that's already going through several members before they ever got to their first album, um, different vocalists and everything. But hmm. just that being in this scene and just coming up with this, however, it came up with the idea of, well, um, we're going to kind of, you know, not necessarily play by the rules, but also now when we're, you know, vocally speaking, whoever came up with the, with the lyrics of the vocals originally, I don't know. It's just so, because like there's, I feel like, especially nowadays we, like we talked about it before, there's so much pressure about fitting in somewhere so you can be promoted, I guess, in a certain way Uh And feeling like you need to be super serious about whatever you're doing. But even back then, like, you know, in in, in 86, like, you know, metal was pretty serious business. You know, like it was. So I just love the fact that that dudes like this came together and from album number one, we're just like, there's no reason for us to take everything super seriously although we are really fucking good at doing what we do. And yeah, it's it's, it's undeniable from album number one. It's just, it's just way more, uh, I, I don't know. It's like on speed. It's like the other stuff they did, but uh, much more concentrated and faster. And uh, it's great. It's just a classic crossover album of the mid 80s. And um, I love it. So that that that's my that's my number three. I said I I, did, I said, if I'm saying such nice things about this album and it's my number three, um, th- imagine what I will say about the next two. Yeah. So uh, we're down da- we're down to the top two. Man, we're we've we're moving. We
1: are moving, but you know it's it's a small discography, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Christ, if you if you were gonna if you were gonna like separate the two <laughs> two bands, Ludacris. Cranked the marines just yeah. on its own <laughs> like, yeah um in that case it would have been a perfect match you know yeah um but yeah number two my number two what did i do for my number two Scamboo boo all right is my cool. number two and uh my reasoning funk metal is the most underrated genre of music of all time Most unfairly shit on, masterpiece of a genre that needs to make a comeback and put some fun back in heavy fucking music. Because I think that's honestly what could be missing from a lot of music today. It's just everybody takes it way too seriously. Every now and again, we all need to write a song like Taste Just Like Chicken or Grandma's House of Babes. (laughs) <laughs> just i mean what what happened to that mindset man i love it uh big fun is a very quite literally very fun funk metal opener yeah um it's a great video too i love that uh fine line it's a fine line between living and being alive love that taste just like chicken is an endearingly catchy indictment of the mainstream charts absolutely love that Love that song, even even if it is just a bunch of tongue twisters, yeah. sung in the verses. But like, what's what's the what's the breakdown go like again? go wait, tastes just just like chicken scatterbrain, just like chicken lyrics. I need to get this out of my system. Okay, where is it? Here, here we go. In my car, I drive along the radio. It plays a song to the song. I sing along. I sing along to the song. Why do I sing? Sing along. Do I sing because it's a good song or because I'm brainwashed? Because I hear it every five minutes. (laughs) I sing along to dog food commercials, too. I don't see the difference to you. A dog can lip sync, too. (laughs) I fucking love it. It's a great song. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, just, I just, it's a it's a it's a good point. There's there's plenty of stuff from back in the day, um, especially yeah. from the '90s that I I love, and I have to I have to think to myself, do I really like that, or does it now is it does it now just have a a comforting <laughs> nostalgia because it's a thing that like I knew so well because I heard it a lot back in the day, yeah. and then I just throw up my hands and I go ah fuck it who cares yeah. <laughs> whatever the reason is for enjoying it I'm I'm not going to. Uh, Pull it apart because then what's what's the point of life really? Just enjoy well, yourself.
1: I think I think with the problem is with a song like "Tastes Just Like Chicken." It only ever gets more relevant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that song ages like a fine wine. Yeah, but like, I mean, Grandma's House of Babes. God damn it, I love this band. <laughs> Sonata Eleven is the third of their classical piece covers. I mm-hmm. I think they're really fun. They yeah. give me the vibe of. They give me the vibe of the opening to play with me by Extreme. Extreme and yeah. that, yeah. Every time I hear one of these, I just picture the mole montage from yeah. Bill and Ted's Excellent S- Adventure in my head. S-
0: same here. Yeah, yeah.
1: I always get you know it stuck in my head. Genghis Khan fucking around in a sports outlet. Um, <laughs> Joan of Arc doing fucking jazzercise Uh, Bartender is a great drinking song Scamboogery is a fun title track Swiss Army Girl is this hilarious sing-along number Uh, Logic is borderline rush in places that's a really cool song Yeah. Um, also love the line in that you're always right they disagree therefore they are wrong (laughs) just fucking love that line um, and down the road, rock and roll ain't pretty, is just a ode to the road. Good old rock and roll, good time, fun with our bros. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- these guys always give me the vibe, especially Scatterbrain. Scatterbrain gives me the vibe of Ugly Kid Joe if they turned the Goofy up to 10. Like, I definitely yeah. feel like if if uh, if ugly kid joe is faith no more than this is mr bungle like wow. you know i think
0: that it, i i get that yeah
1: yeah yeah i i always tend to put them in the same kind of vibe because they're not i mean i suppose they started they started thrash but they also you know went on to do the do the funk metal thing Mm -hmm. that little bit of glammy production there on Scamboogery, a little bit that big cavernous drum sound but i love that i love that stuff yeah and i think you know i think that the early 90s mix the early 90s rock mix is just my favorite it's got all the power and and oomph of the 90s with the space of latter 80s stuff that i'm always a big fan of yeah it's in this in the yeah
0: and it, the and sense the fact that, that it's still catchy, sounds,
1: but less dated.
0: and it still sounds good today. That's the thing. Is it like if something? Yeah, it's just. I I, I, I agree, uh, but we talked well, we've, we've we've talked about that a lot. That early '90s production. It's just it's because it's fucking killer, dude. Uh, yeah. Um, but, and, but yeah, but my number two. Is uh, not from the 90s. It's, the, it's Power Trip from 1988. From, uh, hey! From uh, 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 Ludichrist. So so but we, we didn't really mention it, but um, they, this was the last album under the name Ludichrist. But they, from what I read, the only reason they changed their name is to avoid controversy when they signed to a major because they didn't want to have stores not wanting to sell their stuff. And, I see, and that sounds like a cop out. But also from what I'm from what I read, the band members that ended up naming the band Ludachrist were no longer in the band anyway, <laughs> and so <laughs> and um and it, so it's it's a change that doesn't really bother me because I almost feel like the name Ludachrist is very fitting for the two albums it's on and then Scatterbrain feels very fitting for everything else. And so um I love this album Power Trip uh, is because it's like they 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 get a couple different members in the band and they really turn up the creativity and metallic edge and just really technical metal stuff in songs that you're just like like that's the thing is is that you know when I first started listening to this band you would focus a lot on the lyrics because they were yeah. funny and you're trying to figure out what is he saying or what's this funny thing he's going to say now but you know the more that I listen to them the more that I'm really paying attention to the performances and just the structures of the songs. I'm just like, these are so good that especially on Power Trip, they're so good that if they had just had completely different lyrics and vocals where they were a little more serious and straightforward, it would be looked at as a fucking masterpiece of 80s thrash because mm-hmm. it's that good. And yeah, so but I love that they did it the way that they did it because it's 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 a it's an evolution to not only having better production, but better songs, but still being like, well, this, this is still us. We still don't feel like we need to fit in necessarily anywhere, even though I feel like when it comes to quote unquote metal, this is probably the, the most it fits in. But even then there's still plenty of moments where I'm just like, yeah, other metal bands weren't doing that, you know? Um, mm. But I just think that it's just such a well done album that, you know, when it comes to nineteen eighty eight, it's just an album. I'm just like, wow, why do not more why aren't more people talking about this, you know, Ludacrist in general? But I feel like people lean towards Immaculate Deception and I go, That's great and all. But, but power mm-hmm. trip is a to me like a hundred and fifty percent improvement <laughs> over yeah. what over what they were doing over an album that I already think is fucking great. And yeah. so uh yeah I, I I it's it is an album that that I get so much out of it every time I listen to it and that's pretty fucking amazing They're like the they this is a band that people both these bands or together um uh, scatter Christ or whatever um that's <laughs> the that's um people should this is a band that people should always be talking about just. Because yeah. not not only because of the the quality of what they were doing, but that uh, nobody really does this kind of shit uh, anymore. And so that makes them even more unique and special and needing to be celebrated. And Power Trip is just fucking great. But in my opinion, they made the transition to a major and expanding their sound in the fucking best way possible, which leads us mm-hmm. into our joint number one which is the scatterbrain album. Here comes trouble from 1990. Um, Which, yeah, to be completely honest, like that's the one thing about this album. I'll let, I'm going to, I'm going to let you finish, but you know, Beyonce had the best video of all time. (laughs) Um, But I listened to this album and I really, you know, people will immediately comment with like down with the ship or don't call me dude. And I just want to remind everybody, Hey, just by the way, if those are the only two songs you kind of really know, um, those are the least good on the entire album <laughs> like, <laughs> like and those are fucking brilliant, but it I feel like they unfortunately get lumped in like I did when I heard them that oh they're just some goofy funny band um, which they are goofy and funny, but there's so much more on this album that just makes well, that, it fucking amazing anyway let's I'm gonna throw it over to you yeah they're a they're a goofy funny band.
1: Well, they're a great band that makes goofy, funny songs out of incredible music. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. Uh, so Here Comes Trouble, fun, thrashy opener with, like, cool, progressive turnarounds. It's a fucking tempo epic track. Shifts. It is yeah. epic. It's so like good. If, yeah, it would be a revered, progressive metal anthem, you know, where the lyrics more serious yeah Yeah. um but here's the thing they immediately hit you with the one-two punch of that and then a cover of earache my eye the cheech and chong song uh which that's yeah which
0: honestly with i know other bands have covered earache my eye over the years but were were scatterbrain the first like that's the thing is that like every other mm. cover I know of that song is from later on, into the nineties yeah. and beyond, mm. and I'm just like I know Corn did one. Well, yeah, obviously that was yeah. that was ninety nine or or something like that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um but yeah, so and it's one of those things where I I think up to a point it that wasn't like a song that everybody knew, because yeah. by the end of the of the eighties into the nineties, I think that people knew Cheech and Chong, but I don't think they were still like all young, I don't think younger people. I mean, I was into them, but I don't think younger people knew about all of the shit that they did, including their, you know, their comedy albums and then that song. Uh, But anyway, (laughs) I just think it's, I think it's cool that, that they put it on there because it's such a, it's a, at the time it just makes me feel like it's a fucking cool idea doing that song. Yeah, for sure. And like you get that's
1: that, which is just funk metal greatness. Great. Great slap bass going on in this one. Yeah. You know, Upside down or inside out. Yeah, love those gang vocals in there. I'm With Stupid might be my favorite Scatterbrain song.
0: It's great. It's a great yeah.
1: one. Yeah, I, I mean, it starts off with this absolutely rapid chicken-picking thrash thing going on, mm-hmm. and then shifts into this funky mid-tempo thrasher, and it's just got so many great hooky moments, and and it's all about a guy waking up and realizing he's got some brain-dead head on his shoulder because he was mean to stupid people, and now he's got...
0: You, karma's fucking him up. <laughs> do you, do, I don't know the time period... Hold on, I gotta look, I gotta look this up really quick, because um, there's a movie...
1: Since that day, okay. my life is um, shot. I can't even so, go outside.
0: <laughs> so I don't know if it's if it's related in any way or inspired by. But there's a movie that came out in 1989 called How to Get Ahead in Advertising, and it stars uh, Richard E. Grant. You know, Richard E. Uh, Hugh Grant's brother. Um, yeah, I'd,
1: I'd recognize
0: him. I, what's and, it
1: called? How to How get, to Get Ahead in Advertising.
0: Uh, and. In, And it's a movie, it's a movie about a guy who wakes up one day with like a boil on his shoulder and throughout (laughs) time, the boil turns into another human head and starts trying to take over his life. And he's a, he's like an advertising executive or some sort of shit. Um, And so, and I remember back in the day seeing that that was one of those, like came on late night. Cinemax. It was like, you know, Cinemax Vanguard Cinema or whatever. I uh, They would show like the weird movies and I always knew that they would be good and I just remember seeing that movie and being like that was a fucking weird ass movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it's even funnier when you think about the title How to Get Ahead in Advertising. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't seen uh, it in years though but every time I think about it I go fuck I gotta watch that movie again and see if it still holds up as this wacky fucking movie. Um, I mean, judging by the, the image I had on the screen just then, it, it can't
1: <laughs> not be incredible. Uh, so, anyway, yeah. and, and
0: I'm pretty sure by the end of the movie, the new head overtakes his body, and, and I, I don't know I don't remember exactly how it ends, but I just remember it it being kind of dark. And yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, I saw. So when I hear you know the I'm with stupid, I'm all like, I wonder if there was any part of them where they had already seen that movie. I mean, who knows.
1: I mean, it, it, it's around the same time. There's like a year difference yeah. there. So, yeah. I mean, timeline-wise, it makes perfect sense because this came out in 1990. So, yeah, they had some time to write a song about a movie of a vestigial growth on your neck <laughs> s- sentience. And-
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, down with the sl- down with the ship. No nope. slight return. Uh, an updated version of the original featuring various cameos from other iconic songs and mm-hmm. the list is as as fucking wikipedia has been kind enough to give us oh, uh, nice. song, snip- song snippets in down with the ship voodoo child slight return mm-hmm. jimmy hendrix rock and roll led zeppelin dazed and confused led zeppelin mm-hmm. seek and destroy metallica la grange uh sorry lagrange ZZ top uh, god god that really tripped me over there
0: for a second it's lagrange la- it's like la- it's lagrange that's a city in la- texas la- yeah lagrange
1: so i i got i got tripped up there the thing is i know it i know it's i know it's lagrange la but like uh, yeah this this gringo fucked up maybe um,
0: maybe over in england it's lagrange yeah, yeah.
1: lagrange <laughs> <laughs> uh uh, Lonely as the night by Billy Squire, uh, The Ocean, Led Zeppelin, mm-hmm. Walk This Way, Aerosmith, Heartbreaker. There's a lot of Led Zeppelin in this. Songs like four songs. Yeah. Uh, in the Air Tonight, Drum Fill. Yeah. Phil Collins. That's the Roundabout. best.
0: That's back. Yeah. and once, <laughs> it, once again, that's back before <laughs> that drum fill was considered so iconic. They, yeah. they threw it into a song in 1990. So yeah,
1: ahead of the curve. These band. Literally. This band 100. Yeah. Roundabout a Yes, yep. Roadhouse Blues, The Doors, I Ain't Talking About Love, Van Halen, Where Eagles Dare, Drum Intro, Iron Maiden, The Star Spangled Banner, yeah. <laughs> and the Woody Woodpecker theme um, in the outro. And I just... This must have been such fun to see live. Yeah. Just the constant changes.
0: <laughs> that's an, uh, That's another thing is that they're not a band where there's... <clears throat> I mean, I, I think you can find some footage of them, but there's not, you know, there. Yeah, somebody out there has to have shit where they can have a, <laughs> uh, you know, put together a documentary. We'll we'll put do do like a go a GoFundMe or crowdsourcing thing, and uh, I'll pitch in money for a scatterbrain ludicrous documentary because that just seems it needs to happen. It should happen one hundred percent.
1: Yeah, I mean. F- we're not even... We're halfway through, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Sonata number three is another classical piece turned metal. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Mr. Johnson. Now, I have a special story with Mr. Johnson and the Juice Crew. Oh, do you? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, th- this song, it's not on GTA San Andreas, uh, but the first time I heard it was while playing... GTA San Andreas. Okay. Uh, And, you know, I had my record player on next to me while listening to this on vinyl. Uh, And this was the first time I'd listened to this album was on vinyl, which is great. I love when that happens. Uh, And essentially, I sat down to play the game and the main character of the game that you play as is called Carl Johnson. Mm -hmm. So... When you're going around gunning people down, Mister Johnson and Mister Johnson and the juice group, you know, it's yeah. just it's yeah. just so fun, you know. I think I was like, yeah, I was just on a full full blown rampage at the time. Mister Johnson, Mister Johnson, yeah, <laughs> just just I, I started bursting out laughing because I was just having such a good time. Just but, you, uh, it's you, your game, and your Johnson. is uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was so good. Oh, uh, that, that should be the fucking cold open for this show, man. Jesus.
0: Look to everybody. Uh, I think we mentioned it before. Look up on on YouTube the commercial for Johnson Outboard Motors. Uh, and there's like a jingle, and it's yeah. just, uh, yeah. The the, the, the the basically the it just it says something about you and your Johnson. Yeah. You, your wife and your Johnson. <laughs> you, your, <laughs> so, you, your kids and your Johnson. And it I was that point I, where really, I fucking lost it. I really don't think that it, the people making it knew, because I think at that point maybe the term Johnson hadn't quite made it into penis slang yet, and so um,
1: it it might have, but it might have been just a, a more innocent, simpler time. Maybe that could have been could have been
0: that too. Um,
1: yeah. Cause, cause nowadays, you know, you, you with the advent of that's what she said, anything can be a dirty that's, joke. If
0: that's true, if yeah, yeah, they probably you know? if somebody brought it up, they'd probably be like, what kind? Of, no, nobody out there is gonna make that connection. What are the what are, we have a, a a world of like dirty-minded people out there? And it's like, well, yeah, we kind of do. Yeah. 45
1: years later on a podcast you've got two filthy pigs talking about dicks (laughs) Uh, anyway it's great (laughs) uh goodbye freedom hello mom uh love the tempo change halfway through this song Mm -hmm. um out of time has some like great swing sections in this love a band that can do some swingy bits Mm -hmm. uh don't call me dude Masterpiece and the best yeah. music video of all time, uh, and Drunken Milkman is this like fun beat poetry outro parody thing. Uh, this is just a, a masterful slab of excellence.
0: Yeah,
1: you know when it comes to when it comes to an album full of like violent left hand turns, you can't go wrong with this album. I think the the only album that i can think of of this era and genre that is crazier but still has this vibe is is the first mr bungle album like uh, uh, you know which
0: which is a year after this i believe that was 91 wasn't it
1: yeah yeah it was 91 but i mean this is this is more accessible but it definitely carries that same vibe you know of hey this is funky metallic good time craziness uh you're in for a hell of a 40 minutes (laughs) yeah
0: yeah and it, it is it is um it's yeah it's strange when you when you compare it to something like mr bungle because it almost feels like the, like it doesn't take itself seriously enough to be compared to Mr. Bungle, which is weird because because Mr. Bungle, I think in a lot of aspects, they they didn't take themselves or don't take themselves super seriously. But I still feel yeah. like people would look at Scatterbrain like it's more goofy. But once again, I think it's because of the songs that were the singles. <clears throat> um yeah. Yeah. If you pay attention to the other ones, it's still funny, but like there's, yeah, like I said, just the just the opening track alone, musically speaking, I'm always just like, man, it's like, it almost feels like they they put the wrong vocals on it at times. I mean, it goes with <laughs> it perfectly fine, but it's like the song was created for one particular thing and then a different vocalist came and went, fuck it, here's what I'm doing on this. And um, Yeah. <laughs> And I love that about them, but they'll have songs where parts of the song feel like wherever you expected it to go, it goes somewhere a little bit stranger, but way cooler than you would expect. But yeah, I mean, there's a reason why this is our joint number one, because I just think for everything that they ended up doing, this one is the most unique, I think, of all of their releases, because... It's the most difficult to uh, pin down of all of their albums. Um, yeah. As soon as you think it's one kind of album or in one song, it's a different part of a song that you didn't expect. But at the same time, you know, as a musician, you listen to it and just go, holy fuck, these dudes were were incredible. And And... Yeah. Um, so that makes it special because you you know as we've said so many times in this episode that, that shit like this doesn't get made that much anymore. Um I wish that it would, but I also don't want it to get oversaturated with people doing shit like this cuz then it's not fun anymore either. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a, I mean it's I I don't really have much more to add than what you did what they did cuz it's 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 really good. It's just it's just an album that I I'm always just surprised that it's as good as it is when just looking at it for what it is and for what the, just, you know, talking about don't call me dude, which is, which is great. It's amazing. Mm. But, um, I love the fact that there's that kind of, I don't know. It's not, I wouldn't call it an iconic song because a lot of people don't know it, but people who know it really know it, but it's in this album of all this other music that just it, it it doesn't sound like it necessarily comes out of 1990, but it also probably couldn't have come out any other time so yes yeah. it's, uh, it's pretty it's pretty great. Um, and so yeah, we, our joint number one here comes trouble from 1990 and yeah that I just this feels like it went by too fast. Yeah it does. But I guess the yeah. career of this band went by too fast. I know that that they have done like reunion shows, but I almost feel <laughs> like when they do the reunion shows, from what I've seen, I feel like they focus a lot on the Ludacrist era. And I think it's because I think there's members from the early albums that are doing these. I'm not quite sure. But um, if anybody knows any of the gentlemen that, uh, that were in uh, Ludacrist slash Scatterbrain... Um, send them, send them our way, because they, I they...
1: believe, according to the, um, you know, Encyclopedia of Everything True, Wikipedia, <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia uh, says that Ludicrous have been active since 2012. They've been back together since 2012 and to present day. Uh, okay. Whereas, um. I think scatterbrain did a one time reunion show in 2007. I think it says here. Yeah. Where, where are we at? Uh, where, where the hell can I find it? Sorry. Bear with. There we go. Uh, yeah. Scatterbrain 1989 to 1995. Reunion 2007. So, but apparently Ludacris is still active. So that's cool.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's that's an interesting thing because it's like well, I guess it depends on what members are doing the reunion. But I would love it if there would be a reunion of Power Trip slash Here Comes Trouble era, um, and just do all the shit. I but I mean like like I said, there's I don't there's not much. These days, it's so hard to do anything as a fucking band, especially when you're older and probably have family obligations and maybe a, an action a totally different career. And, you know, so, you know, people will be like, why don't you you know, get back together and do a tour? I'm like, they don't have the fucking money to do it. And in this particular case, there's not a huge demand Um hmm. Like, because, like I said, I think a lot of the a lot of the times that I mention Ludacris and Scatterbrain, it's literally just down with the ship and um, and don't call me dude. And so, I I for people that I think are actual fans of the body of work, I don't think there's a lot of us. And um, so, yeah, it's like, who would they be coming to play? Would they be putting forward all this money and all this planning and all this time? to go on a tour where they play clubs to a hundred (laughs) people. It's like you get older and you're just like, fuck that. Um, we'll just do one offs every once in a while when we feel like it. So it kind of sucks because I wish, like I said, that they were a more prominent band with people because not only could they maybe afford to do some things, but also, uh, we could get some kind of a documentary or something. I'm just, I'm going to keep saying that somebody out there, let's do it. Um, Maybe I just I should, wish the early
1: 90s lasted forever. <laughs> oh shit, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck, yeah, that is that's one of those things where you know they 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 always ask you, you know, if you could go back in time to to witness something, what would it be? And I would just be like, I don't want to go back and witness anything. I kind of just want to like put my entire family in the time machine and go back to, you know, 1988. And then just live there, live there for several years. And once we get to about 95, then we'll go somewhere else. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Back to 88. (laughs) Or way out, whatever. It's like, uh, we'll do it each, each time we'll assume a different identity. That sounds like a fucking television show or a movie right there where um, a a family decides they only want to live in one era of time. Um, but yeah. every time they go back to the beginning, they have to assume a different identity. Oh my god, I got the ideas. See what I'm saying? But we're not can... allowed to broadcast this now, dude. <laughs> dude. we
1: need to censor all of that. That's too if good an said... idea to give out for free.
0: It, but here's the thing: <laughs> if you came to me and said, uh, "Hey, old head, give us your best pitch for a movie or a TV show," I'd be like, "Fuck, I don't know. Uh, there, there's a spy, <laughs> and he's and he's a he's a chimpanzee. I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a show <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> but they, had, they had chimpanzees, and it was like a Here, secret agent show. Hear me out. Dolphins
1: in the Air Force. <laughs> oh, shit. That would be fucking sweet. Here it is. It's like but,
0: you remember the movie Airbud, only it's with a dolphin. <laughs> Although Air Bud is, gonna, a, is a is a dog that plays basketball. But, yes, uh, yes I'm,
1: I'm familiar with his work.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, cla- the classic of, of, of uh, old school cinema Airbud yeah. I, I never saw Airbud so I don't really know. I, I assumed it was bad so I just never watched it.
1: I watched Santa Buddies recently. Some of the worst CGI oh, I've ever seen. My,
0: but when my daughter was younger, she was really yeah. into those and we watched like Space buddies. Yeah, and there was another one. I liked,
1: too. Uh, I liked Snow Buddies, Super I liked Buddies, that one.
0: where they were like superheroes or whatever. How many? Hang
1: on, we need we hang on. So think, guys, these are
0: these are movies uh, where they have talking dogs, and I think yeah. they're made by Disney, but they're like the the lower end Disney, straight to video Disney kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember if they. They went to theaters or not, these these airbuds. I don't ones. I
0: don't think so, but I, I might be nah. wrong. So how how many buddy movies do we currently have? Should we do well, a ranking of all the buddy movies? <laughs> D- don't cause I'll fucking do it. I will do it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh okay, hang on. Wait, I need I need to see I need to see now. Air buddies movies ranked. <laughs> Is it there? All air- Uh <laughs> Okay, let's have a look here. Uh Airbud movies ranked. Holy fuck. Okay, so we got uh there's 14 movies in the Airbud cinematic universe. Oh wait, did you uh, go from Air- is
0: Airbud the same as The Buddies movie? That's a d- totally different thing. No, no, The Buddies, The Buddies are Airbud's kids. No way.
1: Yeah, the buddies are the kids of Airbud. If you watch the first Air Buddies Mind movie, blown. It should. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. Um, what is it? the The five the five puppies. They uh, they are oh the kids goodness. of Airbud, and I think I haven't seen this movie in fucking years because it came out when I was eight. Oh my god! See so what would yeah, have to Space start buddies, on with Airbud. Okay. Yeah, let us have a look here. But according to seven inches of your <laughs> uh Space Buddies comes in at number one, Airbud comes in at number two. Wow, so you know, Airbud the buddies topped Airbud. Uh Santa Paul's two, the Santa Pops, Treasure Buddies at number four, Air Buddies number five, Airbud seventh inning fetch. Zing, uh, <laughs> number six. Uh, super buddies. Uh, seen that one? Yeah. See, super buddies was a little after my time. Uh, S- the search for Santa Paws. Holy sh- shit! That is the worst DVD art I've ever seen. That's incredible. Airbud, golden receiver. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah! Snow buddies. Man. Snow buddies. <laughs> Airbud, world pup. <laughs> is that is that soccer
0: is it f- football yeah. as they say
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, Santa man. Santa buddies spooky buddies oh shit yeah airbud airbud spikes back um dang cuz it comes in last uh yes that is that is volleyball which is another yet another zinger um so I mean, we could do it, because I've got Disney Plus, and as
0: far as I know, they're all on there. You know (laughs) that now that we've said this, some people are going to comment, when are you ranking the Buddies movies? (laughs) (laughs) What have we done to ourselves, man? I don't know, but the thing that that sucks is now I have to go to my wife and be like, babe, we have to... uh, start watching the air buddies movies the, the buddies movies and they're and they're not cuz i remember i only watched a handful of them because of my daughter cuz she when she was younger she liked yeah. those movies so i saw several of them but no part of me was like these are good movies <laughs> they're 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 really they're bad i mean like i mean i guess they're well done for what they are but i mean shit man
1: yeah it it definitely comes from that um that era of talking dogs movies that I grew up in. And I'm not going to lie, I fucking love them. You ever see Cats and Dogs? No. That was a fun movie. Basically, uh, it's like secret agent dogs stopping cats from taking over the world. It's fucking great.
0: <laughs> Interesting. It wasn't. Is, it, yeah. is that one? Was there, a, there was a sequel to it or something? There was a sequel to it, yeah. I just remember that there's a clip... There's a clip from Jeopardy where they're asking yeah. this really awkward girl. Like, uh, one of the questions, but you know, this was the sequel to Cats and Dogs. It was, and she was like, she didn't know the name, but she goes, and you see it in her face, and so she's saying it. What is Pussy Furry? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I'm I'm pretty sure wasn't it called Pussy Galore,
0: <laughs> something so, 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 something like that. But I think Pussy uh, Furry is a way better cast. title. Oh no, Kitty Galore. Okay, Kitty Galore. So <laughs> <Right>. her brain, <laughs> <laughs> her brain went to Pussy Furry. But uh, uh. <laughs> anyway, I just feel like that's an entire other podcast where we're talking about talking animal movies. Yeah, uh, because that that literally that Golden could just be. Receiver.
1: There's probably
0: <laughs> just as many, f- you know, movies about talking animals as there are bands that we would cover. So it's like,
1: damn, dude, what's the most recent one? The most recent one was 2013. Wow, so, so between 1997, wow. between 1997 and 2013,
0: they released 14 <laughs> movies. Um. Wow. But why? But what happened? Come on, Disney. It's like it's like yeah. D- Disney. Just because you bought Star Wars and and Marvel doesn't mean that you're too good for talking animal movies. Now, geez. I think they should. I think that they should have a whole network. You know how like you know uh, well over here anyway, Christmas time they have like the Hallmark Christmas movies, and they just make. And I don't yeah. know how they make so many of these movies, but there's like hundreds, hundreds of these really poorly made tv christmas movies why couldn't they just start doing that like a whole channel where it's just devoted to talking animal movies that all have that that all have x tv stars from the 80s and 90s or whatever in them you know
1: yeah yeah bingo rusty all these fucking talking dog movies from my childhood fuck yeah
0: it's a a blast from the past bingo totally forgot about that one yeah babe does that count Um, it's Tommy it's talking animals
1: yeah nominated for an academy
0: award (laughs) I
1: think (laughs) (laughs) well then you got Paulie got fucking Tony Shalhoub up in there that talking parrot okay
0: yeah Yeah, see what I'm saying we've opened up a gigantic can of worms that's just gonna it's a never ending it's like a magic can where worms continue to pour out and no matter what so anyway that being said we forgot to do this because we finished the ranking of uh, Ludicrous Slash scatterbrain. Rain, and every time we do that, we celebrate by doing this. Three, two, one, yeah, yeah, yeah we did, we did. Very nice. And uh, very nice. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's shit. We got Uh, so we got three. Yeah, three more episodes before the end of the year. Um, one more band ranking. Obviously we have a holiday special as we normally do, but up next, yeah. next week we have a, a, a kind of, I guess it's a sidebar, a CNR sidebar, but it mm-hmm. is one that is stressing me the fuck out. Um, yeah. because, uh, I want, I'm not even going to go into it, but it's, uh, It's stressing me out, not just choosing what I'm including, but but an order to put them in. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's more stressful than doing the buddies movies. I'm telling you, (laughs) Um, but uh, but it's going to be fun. So uh, peanut butter platypus, all of you that are still here and, you know, you'll it'll it's going to be fun. It's me. It's it's music related. And it's uh, it's probably going to be a really great conversation. Uh, between the two of us um for next time and uh then like i said after that we're going to be ranking uh one of the biggest rock bands ever and um yeah and then all of a sudden it's going to be 2024 insane insane that's that's fucking crazy anyway we'll be in the mid
1: 2020s oh my god like we're we are wrapping up the early 2020s.
0: We're we're literally in a decade that people are going to refer to as the 20s. That's fucked up. Because like is, because like, when we say when we when we say the 20s, we're you, we're talking about 1920, not even thinking that there was an 1820 and a 1720. So you just know that there's going to be a uh eventually once we're all gone, this will be the 20s, the roaring 20s. I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. all right. Roaring
1: fucking garbage fire of a decade yeah, so far.
0: <laughs> ain't that the truth? It's getting um, better. It is well I mean, in maybe, some ways. Maybe maybe over there. I don't know. It's it's still it's still uh it's still all up in the air over here, but we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So next time uh we're gonna have a nice uh CNR sidebar that will be very fun. Um and uh yeah. So that, that's all. That's all I have. You have any parting words for the 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 peanut butter platypuses out there?
1: These nuts <laughs> got him.
0: <laughs> um, all right. Well, that on that note, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. this has been a nice little, nice little. Well, I guess it hasn't been super short, but you know, it's one. It's it's a. It, I I like it when they when our episodes come out to about ninety minutes because that's that's what I want my movies to be. Like you yeah. know, it's you got to be a fucking amazing movie to hold my attention two plus hours. But ninety yeah. minutes, I'm on board. Anyway, and what, I hope you've that's all that's been why the on San Andreas well.
1: episode was over three. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was an epic. That was an absolute yeah, epic. Um, that was all right. Cool. Well, that's the end of this episode. Thanks very much for watching and or listening, and we'll see you next time. And as usual, I'm gonna throw it over to Eddie Sparks to take us out.
1: Yo, lay dude. Don't later, dude. Hey, dude. Yo, later, dude. Yo, later, dude. yo, later, dude. Well, hey, dude.
0: Listen to him for Christ's sake! Everybody, leave right now and go listen to uh, Scatterbrain and Louie Christ. All right. Boy. Yes.